So it's the beginning, I mean the end, of November. No shave November. It's the beginning of the end? Begin- yes, because in a few hours, I will have to shave off all of this beautiful, beautiful facial hair that I have spent a whole month growing. I can't see it at here, all. Come, come closer, come closer. Here, it's, it's right here. I'll stroke yours if you stroke mine. I'm down for that. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> this is 8-Bit, episode 55, Talk Like Barack Obama, on Saturday, November 30th, 2013, and now, you mean the pretty man? This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. I'm not. I'm not disappointed with the way that like the sideburns came in. I, I don't think that these are terrible. You can't see them because I've got the headset. But like, I actually have hair over here. You do have a little bit. Yeah. But like the mustache and like the beard thing are like non-existent, and uh, like I'm. It seems to be desperately trying to grow a neck beard, but it's failing horribly. I have like five hairs down here. Well, that's not a bad thing. I know, but I mean, if I want to be not classy, why can't I be not classy? Because your body won't allow it. <laughs> it apparently is smarter than me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but, I mean, there's only so much it can do. Right. And if we if we look at how much hair my dad had at the end of uh, our two weeks at Philmont, I mean, it wasn't anything special either. He was pretty patchy. He, had, he did have more on his cheeks than I do, but, mm. you know. Also, I feel like a bit of a cheater. Mm. What? I had to get rid of the stuff that I had on the cheeks and on the neck and trim down everything else that I had because I had three concerts this past weekend. Mm. Well, I mean, so I feel like making it look good is definitely an important part of No Shave November, but I decided to take the No Shave uh, name to heart and just absolutely not use a razor at all Yeah, this entire month. Yeah, well, I mean... I think that's sort of what it is. It's it's an excuse for guys to shave and say, "Hey, I can do facial hair things now!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hair, yeah. And pretend that we're like Thor. Yeah. Speaking of which, holy cow! Everybody should go see Thor: The Dark World. I concur. Yeah, I concur. That was a great movie. All the man boobs. Actually, there was only one man boob scene. I wouldn't call it man boobs because I mean, he's just so sexy. But the screen focused in on them a couple times. A cu- yeah, yeah. That, that was a pretty good, like, just panning shot of his arms and then up to his abs and then his chest and then his face. And then he turned around and we saw his muscular back. And yeah, that was a, that was a pretty, that was a well made shot. Yep. Actually, my, um, my dad, uh, I can't remember exactly what I was doing, but he said, um, he woke me up saying, Hey, you should, we're going to go and see Thor. And my first reaction when I got up was, Oh, you mean the pretty man? The pretty man. The pretty blonde man. <laughs> so I, I know that you don't watch uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet, but there there's yeah. several, um, you know, female characters uh, in that in that show. And one of them was talking about how dreamy Thor is. And Phil Coulson goes, he's not dreamy. And another one of the female characters who's just like a stone cold badass, she just goes, no, he's dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was perfect. It was so great. <laughs> I love Coulson. <laughs> I'm really glad that they brought him back. Yes. Because... Wait, they... Yeah. Yeah, he's he's the main character. He is... He's the one who put together this team for the show. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, 
I mean, it's kind of hard for that to be a spoiler alert because he's on the cover of everything Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. related. I suppose. Yeah. So don't tell me how they do it, though. No, of course not. Of course not. Actually, they haven't revealed that yet. Oh, good. But they're teasing it, like, to no end. And it's great. (laughs) Because none of us... we're We're all taking bets on, like... Is he, did he, you know, is it true? Like, he just kind of died for a few seconds and then came back? Or, like, but, or some of us are going, is he a robot? Is he, like, is he a clone? Is, what's going on? You know, an alien disguised as Agent Coulson? What's going on? Twins. Boy, that would be a, the lamest, that would be a very Joss Whedon thing to do, wouldn't it? To get our expectations up and then just make it be something lame like that. <laughs> sort of like, um, have you ever seen the movie, oh, what is it? Uh, The Prestige. I don't think I've seen that one yet. Then never mind. Okay. <laughs> never mind. All right. Uh, anyway. Hey, look, headlines. Hey, look. Yay. Oh, by the way, so for those of you listeners who were expecting us to have uh, Martin Myers on this week talking about the Xbox One, uh, we found out today that Martin, A, does not have the Xbox yet, and B, can't make it to the show. So he's not on now. So sorry, so it's me and Buck and possibly comments by other people standing in the room, which include our fabulous studio guy and... Uh, fabulous! Fabulous! Hands for fabulous. <laughs> Can't. My, my arm is pinned by the other by the other person in the room, which <laughs> and is... And who would that be? Oh, my, one, my wonderful and beautiful girlfriend. Aww. No comment from that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm melting over here. I can't speak. I'm at a loss for words. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. In fact, are you melting enough that I can hear the sarcasm dripping from your mouth? Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. Wow, that was like a pun and a a allegory at the same time. I don't know. Anyway. I'm um, good. That's all you need to know is I'm good. Headlines. Headlines. Okay. So the PS4 has, of course, integrated Twitch TV uh, streaming, uh, which is, you know, one of its selling points over the Xbox One. And that's actually having some unforeseen side effects. Apparently, people have been using Playroom, which is a game where you can interact with virtual objects using the PlayStation camera, to post off-topic and sometimes lewd streams. Read porn. People are making porn and live-streaming it through the PlayStation. Read Rule 34. Exactly. And, uh... And chat roulette. Of course, Twitch has, you know, had to come down hard on them. <laughs> uh, and, you know, banning those people because that's not game-related. Well, I'd say they're cracking the whip, but some of them might like that. <laughs> Why do we have so much fun with this? I don't know. I blame you. <laughs> All right, so in another sort of completely and totally no-brainer thing, um, NVIDIA, the guys who make probably the most top-of-the-line graphics cards, or at least what is known as some of the most top-of-the-line graphics card. Um, oh, hi there. That was a plunk from somewhere. <laughs> that was impressive. That definitely came through the sound system. That was impressive. That I don't see anywhere on any screens. I have four <laughs> screens here, and I don't see it anywhere. I think NVIDIA heard us talking about them, and we're like, we're going to message them. Hi there. It might be on Google+. Plus. Yeah, so it's, be on Google+. Plus? It's not on me. We'd be able to see it through here somewhere. Okay. Huh. I don't know. Keep uh, going. Anyway. It bothers us um, almost. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so NVIDIA, the guys who make uh, probably the top-of-the-line graphics cards and um, what are known as some of the best graphics cards, have come out and said this absolutely groundbreaking statement that PC is far superior for gaming. 
Um, and in other news, the world is still, or the Earth is still rotating around the sun. Um, in other words, Buck and I are both PC gamers. Very much so PC gamers. You know our opinions on this. Yeah, and I, I originally wasn't going to put this article in here, uh, but now that I've actually read it, there is some interesting interesting points that they make. Mm-hmm. For and example, I'm, do you want to... You well, I, I can talk about it a little bit. Um, okay. I'll say what I got from it, and then you okay. talk about it a little bit, too. So they were talking about how in order to compete with um, uh, with the consoles a little bit, they're actually starting to focus on smaller gaming computers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure necessarily if they're ones that are going to be designed specifically for the living room in that sense. But it's uh, I mean, I can't imagine any other reasons to make a small form factor gaming PC yeah. other than make it more attractive for sitting on a, a cupboard with other, you know, living room things. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, man. I don't use living room, so I don't know what people put in there. Same here. Now, what, what I... I Go, uh, yeah, keep going. Nothing, I was just going to say, I, I definitely use my living room because I kind of sleep in there because <laughs> because I tend to snore and I don't want to wake my roommate up. Mm. How considerate of you. Um, so what I got from the article is, A, kids these days are actually growing up uh, playing games on the PC, you know, with Minecraft. And, I mean, like, my sister plays all of these browser-based games, so she's very used to gaming on, on a PC. Um Whereas, you know, kids from the generation above us grew up more playing console games. Um, And I would say that kids even younger than the kids nowadays are probably going to grow up just playing games on tablets. And then they will probably abandon all consoles and PCs and it will be a sad day. Um, I actually grew up a PC gamer. Exactly. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> so, yeah no, my, my dad and I would used, used to sit around and play video games. He would move around and I would press the control or the alt button to shoot, mm-hmm. whichever one it happened to be for that game. And, like, we got your dad into RuneScape. Yep. And everything, yeah. Um, and then the, the other piece of information that I thought was really interesting was, uh, NVIDIA, according to NVIDIA, Steam has more users than Xbox Live now, which absolutely blew my mind because I assumed that, uh, that, you know, Xbox Live was just kind of the, the, how are we going to put this? Like the, the gold standard, <laughs> Xbox Live Gold, the gold standard for, uh, you know, it's funny on- because gold is crap. Well, Xbox Live is crap. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a great deal, but, uh, you know, especially compared to Steam. And the PlayStation. Well, PlayStation Plus is actually required for multiplayer gaming on the PS4 now. Oh. So they're going the same direction as Xbox, unfortunately. But, you know, they're actually they're actually getting quite similar because Xbox Live Gold is now offering a few like free games, like really old free games, but they're kind of doing some of the same things that PSN is doing now. Hmm. But neither of them are as good a deal as Steam, which no. is free and you get lots of great free stuff and discounts on everything. Steam and Humble Bundle. Speaking of discounts, holy cow, all those Black Friday and Thanksgiving sales and stuff. I, I mean, let's, we're not going to list them, but they're there, and holy cow, you can get lots of stuff for lots of cheap stuff. I didn't... I, I, I left my desktop at home. So? Or, at, at Gustavus. You can still buy them. I didn't look at all. Oh. I've been checking every eight hours, because that's how long the flash sales last. I feel almost like I've been committing sacrilege by not for example, checking the Steam. Bioshock Infinite, $10. <gasps> I know, right? Like, I thought it was amazing that it was $30 during the summer sale. And now it's $10? How long? 
Uh, it was, I forget if it started yesterday or two days ago, but if it started yesterday, then it will still be available because those last for 48 hours. Hmm. Let me check. Sarah, how much of an inter- never mind. I've already got ideas for you for Christmas presents. Never mind. Hey, it's still there. (laughs) It's still there. Yep. Right there at the bottom. (laughs) And then, uh, Borderlands 2 is 749 right now. Oh. But, anyway, not going into specifics. Oh. Speaking of Bring me my pants. (laughs) Which ones? The red ones or the brown ones? Wait, that was red shirt. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Red pants sounds weird because then you... I don't know. I'm not a girl. You're like bleeding. No! Um, So, (laughs) going back to Steam... Go! Dang it! That was terrible. (laughs) No. We we, we have an invader. Ah, that's why he was calling me on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) We have a phone. So... Speaking of Steam, uh, they've had a recommendation system since 2010, you know, where you could, for for any game on Steam that you have, you can go and say, I recommend this game to other people. Yeah. And you couldn't really say much more. Uh, I think they, they had, like, a, a very, very limited, like, 300-character uh, word, word limit. Something like that. And, um, and you couldn't downvote games uh, through that system. But... It has evolved into a full-on review system now, and I think it's like three thousand characters uh, oh, limit now. Wow! And you can and you can say I do not recommend this game through the through the new review system. Um, and of course, just because Steam has to be as meta as possible, well, you can go and rate reviews up or down, and you can comment on reviews. And uh, any any comments that are made by the developers of the game will show up, you know, as like marked as comments from the developer. And uh, this is like <laughs> this is just perfect for me because uh, I have like over a year's worth of reviews uh, on my blog, and so I just went and copy and pasted them all onto Steam. Yeah, I think Matt's outside doing something in the windows. He's in the window most definitely. And being distracting. I wonder if he's got impressive facial hair. Ian, come back. Ian, come back to the show. I am back. <laughs> so He lived. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do some shameless self promotion right now. Uh, and tell you all that uh, you can go and look at my reviews on on Steam, and if you found any of them helpful, please vote them up, because then they'll show up more places on Steam, and I would love it if you did that. Support local businesses. It's it's Small Business Saturday right now. Go do it now. And though we might not be a business, do it. Actually, we might, get end, up, we might end up getting paid for this sometime soon. So, that, would, that would be really nice. Yes, that would be really nice. All right. Okay. Um... Oh dear. That's right, this one. Uh, I'm working my way down to it. Okay. Cow to the leg. There we go. Okay. I'm not that heavy. I can't even understand I know you're not what that you're heavy. saying. I'm saying go to the leg, go to the leg. Alright, so, um, about a week ago or so on Steam, there was a game called Ashes 2013, which was a cricket game. Um, oh, like the sport cricket. Like the sport cricket, yes. Yeah, like the rest of the world plays. Yeah. Okay. I know. Go figure. Sports game other than American sports. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Um, all right. So it was up on Steam for a little while, and it was actually pulled. This is one of the first times. I, I'm not sure if it's the first time in history, but I don't think I've ever heard of it before, where a game has actually been released, and then it's been canceled after it was released. 
I know of a few that were like released in like a beta format without saying that they were in a beta format and then people got really mad and they like pulled them down from Steam temporarily, but I don't think that they've just like permanently been pulled. No, this one was this one was bad. So apparently um 505 games um uh had been struggling with making the game with a bunch of bugs beforehand and it just it, it it was released and it was just so buggy that they ended up having to pull it. Um and it it, it plans it says that um it plans to issue refunds to anyone who mistakenly bought it during the brief period it was up on Steam before it was pulled. Um so this was just a Steam issue. It wasn't released on consoles, though it originally been planned to be released on consoles, but that's obviously not happening anymore. No. Man, that blows. It's it's funny and sad both at the same time. I hope that the developers, you know, still have enough money to like continue existing and do other things. I know we we've had too many game developers just kind of go away, kick the can. Yeah, as of late. So, not to mention publishers. Not to mention, oh yeah. So speaking of uh, Steam, we have now gotten our first look at a third-party Steam machine. iBuyPower has envisioned their Steam machine as a white block, white box with a glowing line going around its center. And it has the Steam logo on top. And I personally don't really like the way that the box box looks. Um, It's kind of pretty audacious. Um, And the specs are a little vague right now. We know that it has a multi-core AMD CPU and an AMD Radeon R9 270 uh, for its GPU. But we do know that it will cost $500, which is the same amount as the Xbox One. So... That's a good, like, I didn't know that they would be able to drop the price that much. And they claim that uh, for all of the Linux games that are available on Steam right now, it can play them at 1080p, 60 frames per second, um, and it just works. Oh, well then. Yep. So it's it's, um, optimized, optimized hardware, maybe? Well, I mean, it sounds like it's just regular old CPU, I mean, um, PC hardware, so. Just good stuff. Just good stuff, yeah, yeah, for five hundred dollars, yeah. And I mean, it the way that it looks, because as you said, it was white white box with a glowing line around the center. Wasn't the line green from the picture that I saw? Uh, yeah, I have seen <coughs> pictures of it as red though too. So I think it's like you can change the color of okay. the line. So it's how the Xbox should have been, and then it's how the Xbox should have been after it got the red ring of death. Sure, is <laughs> how you should describe that, right? Well, I mean, the, the, the line reminds me more of the blue line on the uh, PS4, except <laughs> Bless you. Except going sideways instead of up and down. I suppose. So if the two had a baby, then it would be PC gaming, <laughs> basically. That's a really weird way of thinking of it. Actually, it's, it, it's sort of a – it's not really as if the two had a baby. It's as if – I don't know. It's as if the Xbox um, had an affair with the PC and then it was still raised by the PS4. Or something like that. I don't know. Okay, we should make... Who are you? We should make a TV show out of this. <laughs> because this sounds like a great comedy. <laughs> Who knows? And silliness uh, ensued. And silliness ensued. Tickle fights and silliness ensued. No. You are not doing that right now. Alright, fine. <laughs> um, so... A uh, new Batman Arkham Origins DLC is going to be coming in December. It actually looks interesting. Um, it chronicles the young Bruce Wayne's trials and tribulations um, as he was learning all the skills um, for the martial arts when he was becoming Batman. It's in a specifically set in a monastery as he's training through and learning with the ninjas. Ninjas. Ninja. 
So better hope there's no pirates there. Because <laughs> the pirates will obviously win. I don't know. Against Batman? Probably not so much. I, I suppose. And he's not actually a ninja. No, he's Batman. Like, he's in a league all by himself. He's Matban. At least he's not Man-Bat. <laughs> Poor woman cat. <laughs> Don't take it out, Mio. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I, he didn't do woman cat. Yes, he did. He What? Gonna look that up later. Um, <laughs> it's It's just as disturbing. <laughs> I'll tell you this right now, it's just as disturbing. I, I believe it. <laughs> so, Sony has apparently detected some irregular activity on the PlayStation Network, and they have issued password reset messages to PSN users. I think it's only to the PSN users whose uh, accounts they dis- detected this irregularity on. Um, but it sounds like they're pretty anxious to avoid, you know, another fiasco. Like, what was that, 2011? 2010, when they had got super hacked? Something like that. I don't remember exactly, but... I th- actually, I think it was 2011, because that was right when we were graduating from high school. Yeah, right after Portal 2 came out. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Senior year. So that was a scary thing for everyone on the P- PlayStation Network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I can definitely see why they're going at it again. As in, like, why they're... Yeah. Why they're preventing it from Trying happening. to cover their butts. Yeah. So, so good guy Sony learning from their mistakes. Ooh. <laughs> they're growing up. All right, so EA Canada. Um, we've, we've noticed for some reason that a lot of good things emerge out of Canada, like, oh, you know, well, not Justin Bieber, thank God. <laughs> um, but, um... He was not an Eagle Scout. He was not an Eagle Scout. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Um, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon was from Ubisoft oh, yeah. Montreal. and um, Well, I mean, like, all of the Assassin's Creed's for quite a while yeah. have been out of Canada. So Canada has some good things, so hopefully we continue that trend. Non-radioactive snow comes out of Canada. We like Canada. Yeah. Good maple syrup. <laughs> um, uh, but so they are developing an open-world Star Wars game for next-gen consoles, and it is d- be done b- being done by EA Canada in Vancouver. Um, and it's also a collaborative process, and they're going to be getting Visceral games in Redwood Shores. Um, Wait a minute, Visceral? Yeah. I recognize that name, but I don't remember what they've done that I know of. Uh, let's look it up really quick. But, I mean, well, you look it up all... Yeah, I've got it. Um, so, I mean, it's just something that's kind of interesting to me is I've been noticing more and more and more and more that a lot of games have been going open world and... Dead Space, of course. Dead... That's that's what Visceral did. Oh, yeah, Dead Space. Dead Space. Um, but just, it's becoming sort of the new standard to do open world, and I, I like it in many ways. But I also don't like it because I think it takes away from a lot of just the straight-up storytelling value, but the ability of the player to control their environment to do what they want is still really cool. And there's still a lot of storytelling potential. It's just not quite yeah. as... And I am vocal. quite fascinated by the the different sort of storytelling that happens in open-world games. Like, a lot of times it will be, uh, you know, kind of more player developed stories where you know you you encounter these bandits on the road that are you know trying to hijack somebody's caravan or whatever you know and and you go and save them and then and you know you kind of create a story out of that rather than it being like literally scripted yeah story um but yeah and and when it's done really well like in you know skyrim or uh in uh assassin's creed 4 like the open worldness definitely does not detract from the story, story itself. Yeah. 
And as you said, Canada. So Canada. Ho- hopefully they'll do it well. Yes. <laughs> Better than America. It'd be mass produced. <laughs> well, it's still yay. So and made overseas. <laughs> <laughs> Could be outsourced to overseas if it was made in America. Does Lake Superior count as a sea? Mm, I don't think so. No, not salt water. No. Okay. Um, so whenever there's, you know, new technologies being developed, people tend to find uses for them that the creators never thought of. For example, there's a game on Indiegogo right now for the Oculus Rift that will that will be used to treat lazy eye and cross-eyed. Ooh. Uh, specifically, I, I would gather in children because uh, it would probably be most effective, you know, early in their lives. Yeah. Um, and apparently it has been shown to be six times more effective than patching, which is the current treatment that, you know, is used. Especially since the kids uh, don't mind playing the game so much, whereas having, you know, your eye patched up is really annoying. Yeah. That's cool. That's Very. really, really, really cool. I And they already made their goal for Indiegogo, so... So it's happening, it, it is totally happening. I really, 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 really like stuff like this, where... How many um, reallys? Um, <laughs> more reallys than Chewie's great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandma who built the homestead. Flew way up. She still hasn't seen that yet. I need. To, oh my goodness! I need to snag either you or Chewie and show her that skit. All right. Um. So maybe we'll do that after the podcast. Fringe. Fringe. <laughs> um. Yeah, we could do that over the fringe. We could very easily do that on the fringe. Um. Or at least the audio to it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, just when people take things and turn them in totally unexpected ways for ways that aren't just entertainment but are for really cool and really good things mm-hmm. like that. So there's that. There's stuff like, oh, like the Medigel. Do you remember with that when we found the actual oh, Medigel? Oh, yeah. Um, or just simply uh, some of the war veterans and the, the mirrors. and the, Actually, ooh, that could be really interesting. Um, perhaps someone taking the Oculus Rift. and um, So there's, there's something called Phantom Limb Syndrome mm-hmm. where when – um, people come back from wars, they'll oftentimes feel like they still have their limb and it'll oftentimes be clenched and they can't actually get it to unclench and it causes them pain and it causes them stress mm-hmm. um, like nothing other. So what they've done before that has worked um, sometimes is they will use a mirror. They will, they'll have them put both hands into a box then they'll flip it open um, and they'll have a mirror and they can see their one hand and then it'll look like they have the other hand there because of the mirror and then they'll have them both open both hands at the same time and do that. Mm. But I wonder if someone could maybe do the Oculus Rift or do an Oculus Rift sort of thing with that. Yeah. Like pair it with Connect. That would probably be possible. I And I did see uh, some projects like that did similar things with um, like viewing your hand through a, you know, a virtual reality headset um, in the virtual space using a connect to, you know, sense what your hand is actually doing in real life. So yeah, I'm I'm sure that that is possible. Lots of really cool things. Lots of really cool things. I like the future. Future is exciting. The future is now. Future is very exciting. All right. Um so speaking of the future and a little bit of the past. Um Take Two Interactive, Rockstar's parent company. Um okay, if you guys remember a while back we talked about Rockstar teasing that there was going to be a new game for one of their major um IPs. Mm, yeah. Um and it seems that it's going to be a new bully game. Um over in the European Union there was a new trademark for the game um Bully Bullworth Academy. Con is con them edit, which means dog eat dog. Um 
I know. Go figure. I can translate Latin things. Woo! Um, Woo! Um, go figure. I read it in the article anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, but just now we know the game. We know that it's in development. I played through the original Bully game. Um, I believe I played through it once on Wii, and then I also played through a good chunk of it when I was at Theo's on the PlayStation 2. Yeah, I watched him play it quite a bit, and uh, it definitely inspired me to go and get it once I you know, had a computer of my own. But I haven't played it yet. It's a very good game, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the sequel. Let's just hope that they can actually um, live up to the standards of the first game. I've seen so many sequels that just kind of flop. Yeah, but this it, is Rockstar we're talking about. This is Rockstar. This is true. They're not going to let stuff flop. No. All right. So another game or another company that really doesn't let stuff flop is Double Fine, and obviously they make mm, much smaller, Fine. much smaller games than uh, Rockstar. But they have actually acquired the distribution rights for two of their games, Stacking and Costume Quest. And the story behind this is pretty interesting. So THQ originally published those games, and Double Fine figured that they would be able to grab the rights when uh, THQ went under, and there was the big auction for all of the you know the games that they owned. Uh, However, Nordic Games ended up getting those two games in a big, huge bundle of stuff that they that they bought at the auction. And according to Tim Schafer, who is, you know, the head of Double Fine, we have regained full control over costume quest and stacking <laughs> following a daring and top-secret midnight raid on the Nordic Games headquarters in Vienna. Okay, so Nordic was actually very happy to work with Double Fine, uh, you know, giving them the rights to publish them. Um, and they have also worked uh, with Double Fine to come out with retail versions of these two games, uh, as well as a retail version of Psychonauts. Ooh. Yeah. So we'll be seeing those in, like, those physical stores that people go to, like, uh, on Black Friday. Um, like with new new versions, or...? Um, I don't think so, but, like, presumably on current consoles and on PC. Okay, because um, I know that Psychonauts came out a while back, the very first play that, place that I played it. That was on, like, PS2 or something. Was on a PlayStation 2 yeah. at a friend's house, yeah. Um, but, like... Nowadays, the only place that you can get it pretty much is like Steam and Costume Quest and Stacking. I think are have only been downloadable up until now. Okay, okay, okay. That's cool. I see it happen. All right. So another thing that it, actually I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be coming out on, but it looks stupid and oh, it, it looks just as hilarious as it looks stupid. It it is hilarious. Um, so although we we don't necessarily have a show. Um, or that good of a show that, and I don't mean that good. I mean that full of a show because we lost our guest. Um, we're just going to have to kind of take up what we can with the scraps. And by scraps, yeah. I mean, <laughs> by scraps, I mean this game that's been put up on Kickstarter. It's a vehicle construction and combat game. Let me say that again. It's a vehicle construction and combat game. So you will be able to create your own vehicles equipped with whatever you want, drive them around, battle other people, and the way that you're – how well you do is not only based on how well you play but also how well you construct your vehicle. Not to mention design it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's sort of what I'm talking about yeah. with the construct. Can you imagine if like Kerbal Space Program was combat – had combat to it? Oh, boy. That would be insane. Because, I mean, the, the construction in this game doesn't look very, like, far off from Kerbal Space Programs. No. And actually, I'm, I'm going to uh, play this video because it's not too long and there's some pretty good uh, pretty good music in it. Mm-hmm. And actually, ooh. Um. <laughs> All right, so 
actually, uh, as I said, it's on Kickstarter right now. It's got about eleven thousand out of twenty three thousand New Zealand dollars. New okay. Hmm. Never heard of that currency before, but I assume that it's from New Zealand. Uh, go figure, right? <laughs> so how much longer do they have left? Eight, 17 days. 17 days, okay. 17 days and about 12,000 to go. All right, video. When I rule the world, I tell you all to love. I tell you all that you'll be fine. Never give up. When I rule the world, the air will be clean. And you can go and be someone that I want you to be When I rule the world, I'll only just be getting by So I'll authorize the deep sea drills to just this one time When I rule the world, there'll be dissent on all sides So I guess we can go to war I love it when they just put like ten tank turrets on it and shoot, and it just flips, flips. over. <laughs> Actually, that oh, use that for like propulsion. Yeah, man, if you could get away with that, that'd be amazing. I think I did that once on Gary's mod. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you try to make like a a flying chair mechanism thing? Yeah, that kept flipping over. Yeah, that and was... I mean there there was also. Um, that one thing that I did where I basically put, um, I made a pod, I got one of those hover balls, and then I just put a single, or no, I put a whole bunch of propulsions <gasps> You put on guns it on, on it. Didn't you put guns on it? Yes. It was I, just guns. No, I, I think I put propulsion and guns everywhere, and then I just... <laughs> no, I didn't, no, I, I, I did not think I did that in a previous life. Come on, Sarah. Two things right. I think I did that on Gary's mod. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Gary's mod is a previous life. Oh my gosh, that was a crazy previous life, wasn't it? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I was a god in that life. I could do whatever I wanted. <laughs> and then I got to play with what other gods made for me. Ooh, that was fun too. Like the Vuvuzela. Yes, I was just <laughs> thinking of that. <laughs> So you know those those annoying, annoying plastic horns that people have at, you know, soccer yes. World Cups? Uh, somebody put that into Gary's mod, but whenever you play it, like, everything around you just kind of starts exploding. Sets on fire first and then it explodes. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And so Ian would run around and have his character dancing to the tune of the song that was playing through the Vuvuzela while everything's dying. Specifically... Um, ant guard or ant lion guards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So probably the most fearsome enemy in that whole game. Oh, I peed my pants whenever I encountered them. I hated those things <laughs> so much. Um. So Gary's mod is pretty much a modder's paradise. 
But I'd I'd say that it's pretty safe to say that every modder's dream is to work as a developer, probably with the company that made the game that they mod. Uh, well, Alexander Veliki, who spent 2,000 hours making a Skyrim mod, has been hired by Bungie, <laughs> and he's now working on Destiny. So, kind of ironic, but, you know, I I mean, that's not anything to complain about. No. No, not at all. Bungie... Oh. Oh, the horror. I got hired by Bungie instead of... Bethesda. Uh, Bethesda. What am I going to do? <laughs> I almost said Bioware for a second there. <laughs> B, B, Bethesda, Bioware, Bungie. Oh, Badass no. games. <laughs> if you have a game developer company name that starts with B, I don't think you're going to get... Well, yeah, I can't think of any others. <laughs> that you're going to go under, ever. Apparently not. You might get bought by other people, like EA. Yeah. But, you know. Yep. All right. So... Another game that's coming out soon is a very strange game that I'm that looks interesting. Um, it's actually a remake. It's called Pathologic. Um, it's an atmospheric open world horror RPG. Um, and the people who made it, as I said, are planning on making a remake. It was when it was published originally. It got a really poor reception, not necessarily because of any really big thing, but because of a whole bunch of little things. So like dodgy translation, numerous bugs. Um, janky execution, stuff like that. Um, and so they're planning on making it, revamping it, and actually doing it right this time. Um, that being said, uh, Ice Pick Lodge made the announcement via Nush- or via VK, which is a Russian social networking site. Um, segment of their translate or of the statement via Google Translate. I find it amusing that it is a bad translation. That it's a bad translation. <laughs> yeah. um, friends, we initiate resuscitation mora. Make this game will be very difficult. Magnitude of the task to which we swung far exceed our resources. Therefore, we will refer to your help whenever possible. First task that faces us, kick training. We will need to shoot a few commercials for page application. <gasps> a total of one sentence in that that was like a coherent english sentence yeah um but apparently actually part of the commercial is they're accepting fan art for the submissions and and they're asking about 40 to 50 people to come to a video shoot um where those people will be wrapped and bundled in bed sheets and just kind of set around what looks to be an old creepy castle so go to Moscow. Be in a commercial for a video game and i don't know and don't I, use the atms and don't use the ATMs. Though that honestly looks like probably the most fun thing to do in Moscow, other than drink vodka for the time being. Sure. So, Command & Conquer, I'm sure you've heard of it. Nope. It's traditionally been a strategy series, but there was a game called Command & Conquer Renegade, which was an FPS based on the series. And a few fans have taken that idea and made Renegade X, which is a shooter based on Command & Conquer, and that it is set to come out February 26th. It was actually... Supposed to come out before now, but since the studio that was working on the current, you know, Command and Conquer game got shut down, um, they there were a few things of theirs that they were going to be using, you know, resources and um, I think there was some advertising that was going to go on through them um, that you know they have to do now on their own. So it's being pushed back to February twenty sixth, and it actually looks really good. Yeah, I'm I'm looking not necessarily at the full video for it, but just. And one of the screenshots in it, yeah, it looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Especially since, like, the, uh, I think the current Command & Conquer, or the one that was going to be coming out soon, uh, was being made in the Frostbite engine. So, the Frostbite Never engine heard of it. is already quite good for first-person shooters. You're joking, right? That smile on your face means that you're joking, right? 
No, that smile on your face means that you're embarrassed that you don't know that the Frostbite <laughs> engine was made by DICE for Battlefield. Oh. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can read your body language. <laughs> well, you mistook my smile at first. Yeah. Beware that smile. It lies to me sometimes, too. I'm horrified <laughs> at the implications. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we talked, I think we talked about espionage earlier in this somewhere. We were also talking about Russia. We were also talking about Russia. So uh, that, that wasn't too, too long ago. Um, so there's something called clandestine, an asymmetrical espionage co-op, which is going to be coming to PC next year. Oh, it's asymmetrical. How is that going to (laughs) work? Hmm. Go on, go on. Um, it's just, I don't know. it, It looks really, really interesting. It's, um. Is set in the mid 1990s. Um, it's, it's supposedly a post Cold War spy conspiracy where, um, in the 90s, uh, both CIA and I think it was KG, no, it's- Soviet and NATO spies are being yeah. targeted indiscriminately. Um, let's see. Here's a set of courtesy of the press release. The year is 1996, five years after the dissolution of the Soviet Union. A string of accidents and murders have gone unnoticed by the public, but have put the world of espionage on high alert. Former Cold War operatives, believing their cover intact, are being assassinated around the globe. Soviet and NATO spies are being targeted indiscriminately, causing turmoil and suspicion on all sides. Um, so what you are going to be doing, actually, um, you have two different play styles and for the co-op thing. You have the agent, the field agent, and you have the hacker. And I love how they have some of the screenshots have uh, a, a picture of the hacker's um, interface, and it literally is like you know Windows 3.0. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, a required DDL file was found. Okay, cancel. Whatever. <laughs> but it just it looks like a really interesting game concept, and the games from some of the screenshot looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, so I'm excited for this game. Yeah, I'm glad that you found this. We should definitely play it together. Oh yeah. Which one do you want to be? A- um, agent or uh, or hacker? Well, I feel you probably have more CS knowledge than me, so why don't you be hacker? Alrighty. I mean, I can't imagine that they would make a game that requires you to have computer science knowledge. I know, but still. But yeah. And I'm, um, and I'm probably a better shot than you. A, at least in real life, anyway. Fine. <laughs> Alright, so indie developer Zoe Quinn has started a project wherein she will be releasing a short browser-based game every two weeks. Uh, The games will vary wildly in tone and content, and all of them will be provided for free. So this kind of reminds me of Jonathan Colton's uh, Thing a Week project, where he released a new song every week uh, for quite a while. I think he did that for a couple of years, actually. Um, But... Hmm. Yeah, so she she says that it's kind of inspired by the you know um, the cycle of web comics, um, and she's doing this because uh, she feels that it's probably going to help her to stay fresh, you know, and and not get stuck on working on one thing for uh, you know a really long time and and you know get some sort of brain freeze. Um, and so so far, I think she's had three that she's released, and my favorite of them is uh, Clone. So go and. Check that out. Um, they're pretty entertaining. And that's so far. Let's that's so far. She has to come out. Yeah. What else she comes out with? I kind of wish that she had an RSS feed that I could subscribe to, <laughs> because I'll have to remember to go and check her site on a regular basis. Yeah. Speaking of indie people and indie things, um, 
So I believe it was last week we talked about the Saxi Awards, the, mm-hmm. um, using um, the Valve uh, or sorry the Source Filmmaker competition, um, most specifically involving mostly Team Fortress Two, but not entirely Team Fortress Two. But I, actually, I believe every single thing here is a Team Fortress Two thing. Um, but you can go and make videos, and there's five different categories. There's best short, best action, best comedy, best drama, and the overall winner. Um, and you make those videos, and uh, the community votes on them, and you get to see <clears throat> a bunch of really cool, interesting shorts. And um, obviously, everyone wins in many ways, I guess, because you get a bunch of really cool things. So the winner of the, or the winners of the Saxy Awards 2013 have been announced, and oh my. Some of them are good. Some of them are like, oh, why? I, I think for the most part, I actually preferred the ones that came out last year to this year's. Mm. Um, but for the most part, they're still actually really, really good. So if you want to click on the link and actually play the, be- or the best short, it's only a minute long and it's actually a musical number. Ah, yes. Okay. I can do that. Whenever Ryan's internet decides to do it. Yes. <laughs> That was really good. With the resounding splat. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to watch the rest of them uh, probably later. But so the winners are Best Short, the one that we just listened to, is called The Manco Symphony. The Best Action is one called Chinatown Getaway. Best Comedy, Disruption. Best Drama, Till Death Do Us Part 2. And this is actually a continuation. There was um, Till Death Do Us Part uh, was one of the winners, I believe, in 2012, or at least one of the finalists. It okay. was a really, really, really good one, and this one won, and I really like it. Um, and then overall winner, Little Pyro Guardian, and actually, this one was a really, really good one, too. So I encourage you to go and watch every single one of these, and then they also have Val's list of honorable mentions, where you'll find excellent near misses, mm-hmm. um, and... Saxy mini site to view the nominees, and then you can actually go over to the um, the Steam community page, and you'll find all the entrants. So if you want to see hours and hours of stupid little things that are fun beyond all reason, go check this out. I'm betting that the the entries and and I mean and the winners are going to keep increasing in the quality of them because you know as people have more and more time to mess around with the Steam's uh, filmmaker they'll get better at it and you know the the character movements will look less hokey and more lifelike like the one the one that we just watched you know all of their running around and stuff like their limbs didn't look awkward like they do so many times in team fortress 2 videos well no look look at little guardian pyro uh, i'll watch it later yeah watch it later that one ends till death do us part but those ones are both done extraordinarily well mm-hmm. like you don't notice that blockiness at all yeah so, 
people. They, ha they have too much time on their hands. Too much time on their hands. <laughs> so, uh, the Xbox One, which was going to be our main topic this week, but uh, isn't. Uh, Thanks, Martin. We... <laughs> Martin! Let's not give him a hard time. He's not um, Martin, he's going to be Martin! Mano Martin! Stupid Martin! I wonder how he feels about this. Get your shit together, Martin! <laughs> so, um... As we know, there, you know, there was a, a hardware problem on some units where they would eat discs and not pop them back out and make clicking noises. Om nom nom nom. Disc uh, make me strong. And those, uh, those users who received defective units, uh, were offered a free digital copy of one of the launch titles published by Microsoft in compensation. I, I mean, obviously they're going to be getting replacements. But also, they get a free game. So that's either Dead Rising 3, Forza Motorsport 5, Rise Son of Rome, uh, and Zoo Tycoon. Which one would you pick? I would actually probably pick Zoo Tycoon. Because... That was my answer, too. Because uh, out of all of those, it's gotten the most positive reviews. And, I mean, so, I don't do racing games. So, Forza Motorsport is basically out. Uh, Dead Rising 3... Yeah, I, uh, the voice acting sounded terrible in all of the trailers that I've seen of it. Um, Rise Son of Rome was just a quick time event fest. And, uh, I mean, Zoo Tycoon looked kind of fun and playful. And I don't, I don't just, you know, play games for the sake of just, you know, having fun much anymore. I, I, no, you, you play them so that you can review them on this podcast. No, I, I mean, I play them so I can enjoy the stories in them. But, like, Zoo Tycoon just looks like, like a, a pure game game, not like, you know, a story-based game. Yeah, I suppose. Where I'm trying to seriously think about serious things because I'm an adult and there are issues that are being addressed in the serious games that I'm playing. Like, and whenever you can talk, you can only speak like William Shatner. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Or you can only talk like Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that one in there too. He does pause a lot, it's true. <laughs> I, I, I respect the man, but you, you've still got to make fun of it's everyone. Too, it's too bad that we can't, you know, do the, uh, the, um, Whatever Ryan does with all of with all of our podcasts, where it cuts out all of the empty space, yeah, and makes it sound like it flows better. I know that would be a wonderful thing. Do not you agree? Yeah, like that five second pause that we just had—that's probably gone now. I chose so was this one, but there's typing back going on. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Look what you did, Sarah! Look what you did! Thank you for typing in a title, though. Mm -hmm. All right, so, um, uh, if you guys remember, a while back, a guy by the name of Chris Thompson, um, who I believe was one of the guests on... He was the co-host of, co of, of, of Control, Control Structure, Structure for a while. Um, was planning on making a game using RPG Maker 7.0 or something like that? I don't know. One of them. Something like that. Um... And that project, unfortunately, got canceled. But for him and for many other people, I encourage them to go and look at Game Maker um, Studio. Uh, what you can do now is, for a limited time, it seems like, um, what you can do is um, you can go and sign up for the beta. And you will not only get the beta, but you'll get the standard edition for free. Nice. So, 
Um, it's a great tool for beginners, whether you want to actually make it whatever you want to do or not, um, or to just empower you on to trying more flexible, more flexible game engines eventually. Flexible what? Flexible game engines. Um, but just it looks, it looks like a really good deal. Get it now, even if you don't necessarily intend on making too too many games with it. Get it now so that you can have a toy to play around with, and who knows, maybe you'll make something that'll be uh, worth. More money than you really think, and you'll be able to actually do a really cool living of this. Um, and actually, if you'd want to go the step further, the professional edition is also available for fifty dollars. So, yeah, that's not too much more. No, I mean, I mean, it's not too much total. No, I mean, like when you when you get from someone who like from the musical world, uh, musical notation software can cost several hundred dollars mm-hmm. um, to the point of ridiculousness if. If game making software gets to be that point, it'll be ridiculous too. But fifty dollars for the professional version, yeah, of something that you could use to make a living with sounds like a really good deal. So go get it now, get it right now. You know you want to. So, not I don't know if everybody's heard of the Typing Dead, but it's uh it's a pretty fun game where it's it works on your typing skills by having you you know. Type in random, you know, phrases and, and sentences and words. Sounds uh, like your project for our bio. For our bio? For our bio class in high school. Do you remember that? You were testing to see whether or not having music on or not makes you type faster. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember that at all now? Somewhat? No, I'm... Oh, my gosh. I feel so bad I'm drawing a complete blank. <laughs> but that's an experiment that actually your group did. Do you do you know what I remember from bio blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah. biology class? Chaparral, chaparral. <laughs> oh, Kyle, Kyle Finseth, where are you? Hey, we should get him on here sometime. We should get. Oh, we definitely <laughs> should. Um, <laughs> if he's not busy with navy things, navy things in the navy. So uh, back to the Typing Dead. Um, they have released a uh, DLC. That's for, you know, very, very classy people who want to be able to type in classy things while they are killing their zombies. Uh, it's a Shakespeare pack with just, you know, tons and tons of phrases. And I, I hope that they have some good, like, Shakespearean insults in there uh, because Shakespeare's got some pretty good stuff. So let's read what some of them, some of the Shakespearean I, quotes are. Quintessence of dust. Bellows mender. To thine own self. Sin from thy lips. A wonderful piece of work. The shouting varletry. Something wicked this way comes. A horse! A horse! A horse! A horse! A horse! (laughs) Horse! Horse! Seek the beauteous eye of heaven. That dares love attempt. You know, that by itself doesn't... Okay, never mind. Um, (laughs) It's Shakespeare. I don't pretend to understand it out of context. (laughs) I don't pretend to understand much of it in context, either. Learn to English. I I can English. Just I can't middle English. Learn to all English. Oh. That's effort. Uh <laughs> but this is a pretty cheap DLC. It's only like three bucks. So if you think if you think that, that would be hilarious, which you totally should, because it would be hilarious. Yes. Go and get it. So that's it for headlines for today. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a main topic and we don't have any reviews. Because I've been, you know, here at home for, like, half of the week, and I haven't been playing any video games. And I've been here at home for the the other half, well, the same half of the week, um, but I didn't bring my desktop 
and I've been spending a lot of time with actually most of my time with this one. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. I, I what a shame. It's terrifying. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but <laughs> next week, I am pretty sure that I will have played enough of um. What's he called? Assassin's Creed 4. In order to review <laughs> that, it. Just that one little game nobody yeah, really talks about. It that, that little game that like, you know, within... I think it was like three days of, of it coming out, I had spent 18 hours in it, you know? I think it was a little indie developer that did it too. I mean, <laughs> no, nobody's ever heard of him before. No, and it's pretty much like the debut of that series. Totally. That's so, why there's a 4 in the name? Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's like that movie Trolls 2. Where there's no Trolls 1. It's a terrible, terrible movie. Anyway, um, we don't have any new releases this week. How weird is that? Like, we're past the holiday season for game releases. Yeah, isn't that weird to think about? Yeah. It's not even December yet, but, like, they're done releasing games for, like, this holiday season, pretty much. And major games, anyway. That is weird. That's how the cycle goes, though. Um, so, this has been 8-Bit, and I'm Ian Buck. I'm Ian Decker. Signing off. Um, she didn't uh, die in a house fire. No, no, no. That no, happened no. afterwards. That happened afterwards. See what what happened was is your mom died of a broken heart. A broken heart. A broken heart. And then you had a funeral. Yeah, and then we had a funeral for it, and then, and then the candles cut, cut the curtains on fire, and then the curtains caught the house on fire, and then, then the house burnt down, and then Sparks went house blew whip, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. and then barn burnt down, and then the horse had him on fire, and the dog ate the dead horse, and then the dog died. I love that dog. Well, she died of a broken heart? Yeah. What does she have reason to have a broken heart for? Well, she found out that your, that your wife was cheating on you with the gardener. And so... After that, she died of a broken heart, and so um, we held a funeral for her, so the, the candles caught the curtains on fire, the curtains caught the house on fire, the house burnt down, sparks from the house flew, way! <laughs> yep. Cut the barn on fire. <laughs> Bomb burnt down, the horse turned the barn fire, the dog ate the dead horse, me and the dog, I love that dog.